Hey, it's Bobby, and you're listening to a new episode of Bomb Talk. Today's episode is about tattoos and NFTs. It's in support and lead up to a new project called Scab Shop that some of my tattoo friends are involved in. Uh, we got Dr. Wu here, we got Josh from Cathedral, and we also have Scott Campbell, just absolute legends. I, I love this conversation because it explores the notion of permanence, uh, whether it's on the blockchain or on your skin. And I think it's something that people are really seeking out these days. And it, it says something about us as a society and what we're valuing. So uh, take a peek inside. There are many really cool elements about this project from the art to the social club value um, and just the quality of the work. I mean, these guys have thick reputations. They've been around for a minute and have established themselves as true legacy artists. And so there's a lot of respect in the room. Just honored to sit with them. And um, I think you'll be enlightened to hear what they have to say. Hello, everyone. GM. All right, just waiting for the room to fill in a bit. Thank you for joining today on this Monday. Well, usually this show's on Mondays. It's a Wednesday afternoon. And um, it's been a minute since uh, we've been able to gather. Lots been going on in the world. Uh, So we want to just give a little bit of space. And so I wanted to start off the room today. This is the first bomb talk since... um, the war has unfolded in Ukraine, and so our thoughts are with Ukraine. It has been pretty impressive, if not fascinating, to watch how crypto and the NFT space have been rallying in terms of raising awareness, but also raising funds for Ukraine at this time. Uh, Nadia, who's a past guest of bomb talk uh, from Pussy Riot. Nadia is has been also doing a great job, so please follow her. Uh, that's Nadia Pussy Riot. She um, has been speaking out on behalf of a lot of great causes to help Ukraine out during this time. So uh, just taking a second here to process that and to recognize that there are some very dire things going on in this world. Um, there are things that are bigger than crypto and NFTs, as we all know. And um, as fun, as enriching, as revolutionary and momentous as NFTs are, uh, we also need to take pause and remember that um, there are people whose lives are at stake, um, embroiled in conflict, and are in urgent need of help right now. So our thoughts are with them. Um, so let's take a second just to process that. And in the meantime, we're waiting for everyone else to filter through the room. Uh, we have people coming in from all sides. Uh, welcome. If you're coming in from the Instagram uh, side of ABS, you are listening to another episode of Bomb Talk. This is a weekly live twi- Twitter spaces talk show that I host. I'm Bobby Hundreds. I'm the co-founder of Adam Bomb Squad and The Hundreds. The Hundreds is an almost 20-year-old streetwear brand based here in Los Angeles. 
And about a year and a half ago, we fell in love with NFTs and the potential and the opportunities and the future that we believe this technology promised. And so last summer, at the tail end of August, we introduced Atom Bomb Squad. And Atom Bomb Squad is a 25,000 piece uh, PFP, what they style as PFP uh, art NFTs. These are essentially um, very similar to many of the other projects you might have seen in terms of their aesthetic um, cartoons on JPEGs or one of ones that people are collecting. But every project is devised a bit differently with different intentions and is capitalizing on the tech in different ways. And um, our project has provided a lot of utility, especially for those in streetwear and those who appreciate the hundreds. And um, if you haven't followed along or if you're not a part of the squad, we suggest you just get a little bit educated and informed. So start following us on our Twitter and our Instagram handles. Uh, definitely jump into the Discord, discord.gg slash the hundreds, and um, just get acquainted with the community. Because like we say, even with streetwear and with the hundreds, it's always been about people over product. In this space, we say culture before crypto. Um, and we mean it. It's really about the relationships, the friendships that we are connecting here people have found a lot of entertainment and value and, and, and been educated on the potentials and the possibilities that NFTs can bring to their personal lives, to their work lives. We've seen um, so many entrepreneurs and business founders and owners revolutionize the work that they do through the medium of NFTs. And so that actually brings me to today's episode. As you know, every episode of Adam Bomb Squad Bomb Talk is themed around a general topic. We've done episodes about NFTs and fine art. We've done episodes about NFTs and streetwear, where we had the artifact guys before they dropped Clone X. We talked about women founders. We talked about NFTs and activism. We talked about NFTs and the decentralization of media with Roke and Mel from Rug Radio and John Knopf, NFTs and photography, speaking of John Knopf. And so today's episode is about NFTs and tattoos and tattoo culture and how that all intersects and plays into each other. And to help us uh, carry this conversation along, I've been talking recently with my friends, Scott Campbell, Dr. Wu, Wu as we know him, um, and Josh Huberman, who, is, who are all about to join us here on stage. And they have concocted the project. It's called Scab Shop that they're going to tell us a little bit more about. Um, but I just think it's a fascinating conversation because the earlier phases of NFTs were quite obvious. We're going to do art. We're going to do visuals, you know, and then it turned into NFTs and music and incorporating music with the art. Um, these are all very organic and almost predictable stages of where NFTs could go. Now we're venturing into realms that you wouldn't necessarily have foreseen making a lot of sense this time a year ago, even six months ago, with the context of what NFTs represented at the time. 
But we're seeing these thought leaders come out from these spaces and these subcultures saying, well, we see a potential for this technology to disrupt our own space in a way that perhaps you might not have thought of before. And so um, without further ado, I'm going to bring up our guests on stage if, uh, if our co-hosts can do that. And in the meantime, I would like to, uh, Sandy from the Atom Bomb Squad to tell us a little bit about our PO app, which is a free NFT that you can get just by listening in on this episode. Um, you know, this comes on the heels of many people saying NFTs are expensive. I can't access them. Well, this is an and this is a free NFT, and, and it, it might be your first. Every episode, we drop a free PO app, and so people have collected them. And if you're wondering what the use and purpose is beyond many things, just emotional value, it's like collecting concert ticket stubs or mementos or souvenirs of events that you went to. And so people, so the members of our community have really enjoyed collecting these PO apps over the last six months. Uh, today's episode is probably one you're going to want to hold on to just because the guests in the room are so important. Sandy, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about it. Oh, for sure. Cool. So if you guys do see the pin tweets that I do have on these Twitter spaces, it's going to be the newest one. Um, there is a secret code that I don't want to reveal just yet because I am going to force you guys to listen to this conversation because it's going to be a, a great one. Um, but yeah, like Bobby mentioned, it's a free NFT. You're even able to add these onto your MetaMask and it kind of serves as like a proof that you were here at a certain time. It's very similar like the way that concert tickets and movie tickets serve, like whenever you start collecting them over time. Um, funny enough, even with all of our bomb talks that we have, I probably have like three collapse from these because I never claim mine. I'm so busy running these, but you guys should definitely claim yours. Continue listening to the conversation so you guys could hear the secret word and you guys enjoy the conversation. Thanks, Sandy. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bomb Talk. I'm your host, Bobby Hundreds. And today we're talking to the fellows behind Scab Shop. They are NFT, or they're tattoo legends, soon to be NFT legends. And I really believe we need more projects like these. Um, there's not just utility involved in this project and this NFT project, which is a demand and an expectation now with most collections. Um, but there's real legacy here. There are reputations. There are real solid careers. And, and most of all, above all, there's valid quality art. And many of these ingredients are missing amongst many of the NFT projects you're seeing bubbling up out there in the space. As you know, there's just been a lot of trash lately in the last few weeks. You know, you can arguably say in the last several months, there have been a lot of, there's just a lot of trash. And, um, you know, without passing judgment and calling out projects by name. But this project specifically comes with so much credibility. And uh, the value is inherent just by the people who are involved. And those people are many, but today we're joined by Dr. Wu, we have Scott Campbell, and we also have Josh uh, Hoverman, who are here to speak on behalf of Scab Shop. How are you doing, guys? Man, <clears throat> yo, yo, what's up, Great. everyone? What's, what's going good, on, guys? everybody? Thanks for having um, me. How is it? Good to see you all. And I, I guess I just wanted to begin by talking about Scab Shop. This might be the first time that many people in the room are hearing about this which is kind of cool because we're, we're breaking the news for a lot of people who are going to be excited. Um, but who wants to begin just by explaining Scab Shop and what it is? 
Um, I mean, I'll, I'll take it and then hand it off for a minute. Um, so basically, I mean, it started off with um, Ian Rogers, who's a dear friend and, and kind of big and he's always been at the where where technology and culture meet. I mean, anybody who, who knows him, you know, he he was one of the first people to ever put music on the Internet with the Beastie Boys back in the 90s. And um, he started Apple Music. He ran all of digital for LVMH. Now he's running Ledger and a lot of cool projects with them. Anyway, he's in in almost every room he's in. He's the smartest guy in the room. And uh, he's kind of my my technology oracle. And uh, it started out with him leaving a voicemail on my phone, um, you know, a year and a half ago about these things, NFTs. And he's like, man, he's like, you got to like, he's like, you got to pay attention to this. This is going to be a thing. And it took me like five tries to get through this voicemail. You know, it was like five minutes long. And I, after a week, I finally made it through the whole thing. And by the end of it, I was like, oh my gosh, this, the, just the mechanism of NFTs solves problems that that I've struggled with in my industry for 20 years, um, which is basically, you know, um, I'm a part of a community of tattooers and woo as well, you know, who we have, we have huge cultural relevance, you know, the, the artwork we make goes on the arms and bodies of, you know, some of the most powerful creatives in the world and, you know, is kind of, you know, then ends up on like mood boards at, at ad agencies, like the, the kind of cultural resonance of the images we create, um, is enormous. Um, but the, the limitations of the actual medium, you know, I really feel because even, you know, if I'm, you know, like a very accomplished tattoo artist, I still have to do every single one with my own two hands and the life of what I'm creating can never go beyond some somebody's arm, you know? And, um, and so what I found myself doing pretty, you know, a few years into my career is like, okay, like, you know, how do I, how do I grow beyond this? You know? And, and, and the only way I could figure out to grow was to, was to do all these collaborations, you know, was to do like, fashion collaborations or, or product collaborations, which, which basically kind of became this, this cycle of, of me, um, you know, tattooing in order to earn people's respect and trust and notoriety, and then taking that notoriety and rubbing up it against other products that had a larger life than tattoos do. And when I, when I kind of like meditated on the mechanism of NFTs, it was really like an aha moment because I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, you know, if I shift the way I work, you know, because right now I'm creating original artworks, but the way I transact those artworks are by, by charging for how long it takes to apply to your skin, you know, and there, there's no other creative that's like that. There's no, there's no painters or musicians where, you know, they create their artwork and then, you know, but then they, they distribute it, they sell it by how long it took them to make it. And so what I, what I wanted to do, I was like, Oh, maybe with NFTs, I can change the way I work where I can sell the images themselves. Like I can create tattoo designs and sell them as NFTs first that then have 
the option to come get it tattooed. And in that, in that, that subtle shift, it, it, it basically, it shifts the value of what I do from the application process to the image itself. And it also gives those tattoos a much larger life because now all of a sudden someone could connect with the image and, and purchase it and own it. And, and, you know, like they could hold it, they could sell it. It could have resale value. Like every one of those images has a life that's, that's so much larger than just someone's arm. And um, so it really kind of, it, it, to me, it's, it's a way to, to really treat the thing that my hands know how to do better than anything else as a real fine art form. You know, I mean, in the same way I would sell paintings or sculptures, it's like, oh, now I can sell my tattoos as works of fine art and come get it tattooed if you want to or don't, you know, but the, but the, the value of it is now in the image and the idea rather than just the application process. And what's remarkable about that, Scott, is that it speaks to this notion of permanence, right? Which is so native to the type of artwork that you do. It's forever. But the blockchain is forever, forever. And so I'm sure you exactly. saw some type of intersection there, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it, it, it all of a sudden brought up, you know, I mean, I've had you tattoo long enough, you have clients pass away, you know, and, and it's every time, you know, like one of my clients, I've had clients who, who died, you know what I mean? Like the, inevitably their relatives would reach out and be like, Hey, do you have any drawings of his tattoos? Or do you have any, you know what I mean? Like, do you have any pictures of them? Like we're going through photos, trying to find, you know, and, and being able, obviously, you know, like being able to have archival versions of those where like, you know, it's kind of like, the NFT becomes this, the thing, you know, that's the certificate of authenticity. Like that's the thing that is the image in its, in its true form. And then the tattoo becomes an extension of that. And, uh, and so, yeah, being able to archive it is a, a huge function. Well, I don't know if you want to speak to the permanence part of it. Um, or if you just wanted to talk about how, what has resonated with you, regarding nfts and and web3 and and whatever all this jargon is but this space that you're in now uh what was it that spoke to you um yeah i mean i think i've always been very curious and seeing you know how creatively we can push our boundaries and get out of our comfort zone and you know initially the ideas you know first it started with crypto and kind of following that and becoming a little bit invested in that world. And then now applying uh, arts and, and the visual uh, aspect to it. And um, in a way, laying down a creative foundation on a, on a different level and different plane. So, you know, it, it fascinated me in getting into this space, but I was also very weary and a bit confused because it, it is quite intimidating trying to jump into this and seeing all these other, you know, projects and brands and things that people are doing and really incorporating the tattoo aspect to it because like Scott and I and so many other tattooers, it's kind of what we're known for. It's, it's usually the touch base and entry point for us um, as artists, but you know, there's a wealth and a vast, uh, 
you know, world beyond just that for us, I think, in the way that we interpret things and share ideas and perspectives. Um, so to be able to merge this idea and, you know, Scott actually put it so eloquently and he's the one that kind of was really kind of educating me and, and bringing me into this idea because there is one aspect of the NFTs that I like, you know, um, I like taking part of projects. I like collecting them. I like seeing what other people are creating, but as a tattooer using that aspect in what I do, I was, I was not sure how to make it seem not just some low hanging fruit and like, Oh, let's, yeah. You know, NFTs, the, the hot topic, let's, you know, add tattoos to it. But what Scott had shown me in valuing the work and almost in a way organizing it and I think it just makes our life easier and prolonging the importance and the, and the specialness of it was highly appealing. And it was a pathway that I found very uh, smooth. And I think that everything is always a bit, what's the word? I, I think we're all a little bit on our back heels a bit about ideas until we see how they are proven. But thinking of this and you know all this work that the team has put into it and seeing it i'm like man this is this is awesome and uh you know i'm very i like i don't like jumping into things too quickly but being able to immerse myself into seeing how this thing is going to play out and being part of something i think is very special and important especially for artists and creators in this new landscape um yeah that's 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 kind of why i entered one thing that I love that Scott said was he f began his NFT journey by diagnosing a problem that he was running into in his work, in the tattoo space, in the industry, and he sought out the technology to rectify that issue, if not facilitate a solution, right? And um, I, this is like the prime advice I give most people who are considering NFTs don't get into it because it's trendy or it's like the hot new mar marketing buzzword. It's the new TikTok. It, you'll, you, first of all, you won't survive. It's too hard to get in. The barrier of entry is so complicated. And like you were saying, Wu, like none of us really entirely understand what the hell is going on. It's so dense of a subject. And so uh, you really have to come in because you see an answer that you've been seeking out and searching for Um you know, quite possibly for years. I know even in in context of our work and our brand, NFTs, the reason why we got in was that it was resolving a lot of the friction that we'd experienced with fashion and streetwear for decades. Now, Josh, you uh, run a project called Cathedral, which um, I didn't know if you were open to talking about, but um, do yeah, you sure. see how this technology can address some of the things that we're running out into the world that are problematic if not complicated or difficult yeah yeah 100 percent. and yeah i mean my you know my entry point to the space um last year was with with friends with benefits with fwb you know we so you know cathedral is a digital design and experience studio and we just sort of 
started the studio because we were obsessed with sort of rethinking digital narratives, you know, and how do they play out, especially like coming from music culture, right? Like web two and social media became so sort of stale and templated. And it's like, you know, how can you wrap art in, in digital storytelling to make it more immersive for communities? And that sort of was our jump off. But, um, you know, Alex Zhang had, had just joined FWB and Trevor and the crew just do amazing stuff over there. We, you know, we, we sort of saw early who was part of that community and talking to, to Zhang, it was just like a great opportunity for us to go build uh, both design and digital in web three. And so we kind of jumped in and, and helped build um, some of the brand system there and, and designed and built the, the community owned NFT platform. And it was just kind of like, you know, as soon as you immerse yourself in a space in a community like that, you sort of, I mean, you know, you see some of the promise, right. And I think that's, that's been sort of a guiding light for how we've continued to deep dive. And um, yeah, we were, you know, connected with Scott uh, months ago now, you know, and it's like, Sometimes you have those first conversations and things just spark. You know, you said culture before crypto and Scott sort of, you know, told us this story about tattooing, you know, a butterfly uh, on a blind man's chest. And, and we started talking about rituals and that idea of permanence. And like, you know, I think thinking that all of a sudden the blockchain is the thing that's now more permanent than, you know, tattoos on flesh is like just an interesting concept. And, and to be able to design and, and think of mechanics around what that means for NFTs is just really fascinating. So yeah, thrilled, thrilled to be building this uh, with this crew. Before we begin talking more about Scab Shop, I wanted to circle back to something you said earlier, Wu, um, just about your hesitation jumping in. And we've all been there and experienced it. When I think about the tattoo world and your industry and your culture and scene, um, I always think that it's uh, you guys come from a lot of tradition. Speaking of rituals, it's very ritualistic. There's there are hierarchies and levels, right? And that's what makes it really rich and great. Um, but historically, how have you seen the tattoo space react to newer technologies like this? And, you know, leading question, but how is it receiving NFTs? Because coming from streetwear, we've seen a lot of resistance, right? Um, streetwear historically has been actually slower to adopt especially within tech innovation. Um, that's, they're, they're very stoic and conservative and that's what makes things very pure and rigid. But um, in a time like today where things are moving just so fast, right? Like we're just evolving and, and moving at such a blinding pace, especially tech oriented and things are only getting faster. Um, I can see how it also can debilitate and weaken elements of streetwear. So. I guess, you know, it's a question for you, Wu. It's a question for Scott, you know, um, everyone up on stage, really. But how how is the tattoo world receiving this and, and, and how are they coming to terms with NFTs, if they are at all? Well, I, I think, you know, in the, the bigger context of, of change, when, you know, I was fully uh, indoctrinated in a world that was so closed at the time when I, from my apprenticeship, going forward it was it was like a secret club um you know so old school they had their rituals their methods their rules and it was it was quite interesting to see as much of like an outlier fringe kind of uh um subculture it at times like the free thinking aspect was a bit closed-minded um, because change was definitely the enemy. If, you know, if this way or this method is believed and works, this is the way we're going to do it. And we're going to pass this down. 
and I was cool with that. You know, I do love, I love a bit of, you know, keeping the heritage and old practices alive, but typically I felt in my situation that anything new, especially with technology and a broader, uh, amplification of information was, was frowned upon. That being said, you know, I, you know, I'll, after all these years of being in this, in this space, and, you know, spreading my network uh, amongst other creatives and friends outside of the tattoo world. Um, I have found that with this new venture into NFTs and, you know, the hot topic, the hot button topic, like we say, there's obviously a lot of more old school guys that I know that are against it, but it almost is coming from the place that they just don't even really know what it is. And it's just like, that's new and weird. I don't like it. But there is a lot of other, there are a lot of other artists that are very open and accepting to it, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, but maybe I've just been living under my own rock. But, you know, a lot of other artists that I've talked to are very open and engaging and talking about, you know, the ideas behind it and the different ways, you know, to go about it. And whether it is negative or positive, there still is an open discourse for understanding each other and kind of learning more. And that's that's been pretty cool to see. And I'll I'll talk about Wu in a way that he might be uncomfortable talking about himself. But um, yeah, the tattoo industry is is very closed and very kind of incestuous and 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 really insecure. You know, like like you see a lot of the the images and styles of tattooing, you know, I mean, you'll see 10 artists and you really like, they all do roses the exact same way. Cause they get, everybody's kind of afraid to, to branch out. And, um, you know, a, a big part I, from my perspective of why of Wu's success and like why he's such an incredible, you know, tattoo artist and artist and why he's, he's shifted tattoo culture um, to what it is today is that he's really, you know, he, he came from a really old school environment, but he was always aware of like, uh, of his place of the world as a whole, you know, it's really easy for, for tattooers to think the tattoo world is the world. Um, but Wu has always kind of creatively participated in like the, the art conversation across mediums, you know, and, and, and seeing beyond just tattooing and, you know, and he's brought a lot to tattooing from the outside world because of that. Yeah. Also, also, you know, just, just to add on top of that, I think like, you know, web three technology offers us paradigm shifts too. And, and that can be an extension. It's not a replacement of, of traditions or heritage or culture. Right. And I think we've been really, you know, work, working with Will and, and Scott here. It's like, you know, we're trying to uphold all, all of that beauty and history and heritage. And, and then also think like, what's the paradigm shift? What's the problem solving in these digital spaces, right? I mean, we're now, we're at a time when we also want to, you know, carry our, our sort of curation of our digital self across the web, right? And so what does that look like for, for this specific art form? And, and, you know, some of that's where it starts to get, I think, really exciting, you know, for, for everybody here. A hundred percent agree. And um, I was not surprised by any means to see, Scott, either you or Wu in this uh, space and open to the conversation just because you two are leading examples of tattoo artists who 
are you stem from the old world and you know you you were brought up through the ritual and the traditions of it but you've been always so ready to embrace and and to see what else is out there on the horizon and incorporate it into your work and legacy in a way where it's just like so characteristically yours and tasteful and it's oh it feels so authentic right and so to see both of you in the space was like not jarring for me or for anyone that I know. Um, it just, it seems like a logical continuation of you staying curious, you know, open-minded. And again, you know, point I keep circling back to capitalizing on technology is not necessarily the answer and the be all end all, but really just a means for you to get done what you want to get done. Right. Um, and so that is just really cool. But before we move on, I'm going to reset the room really fast for those who have just joined in the if you missed the first half hour, you're listening to Bomb Talk. I'm your host, Bobby Hundreds. Uh, this is our weekly live Twitter spaces talk show by Adam Bomb Squad. Adam Bomb Squad is our NFT collection of twenty five thousand different NFTs and NFTs mean many different things to many different people. Um in the media right now, most people consider it as like a board ape or crypto punk. They're a million dollar JPEG. And um, some people look at it as like a, a stock or a baseball card. Or some people look at it as gambling or maybe it's like a Ponzi scam. Um, it's high. It's fine art. It's a utility a membership pass to a club. Um, in our project, Adam Bomb Squad, we perceive the NFTs in so many different ways where it, it's, it just comes down to community value. And these are symbols of our friendships and, and these brands that we're building along the way. Um, and so one other way to consider an NFT is as a memento, a souvenir, you know, it's like a free uh, concert ticket stub to say that you were there. And those are known as POAPs, proof of attendance. And Sandy from the Anabomb Squad is going to chime in really fast to tell you how you can get a free POAP just by being in the room today with us. Hey everyone, hope you guys have been enjoying the talk so far. I just went ahead and pinned the um, POAP sign-up sheet. Um, so it is the first tweet right now. If you do want to click on that link, the redemption code is INC in all caps. INC as in tattoo INC, all caps. Fill it out and then you'll receive your POAP by the end of the week. Enjoy the talk, guys. Thanks, Sandy. Part of your manifesto for Scab Shop, you guys, it says, we use the term permanent when speaking of tattoos because we've gotten in the habit of thinking of ourselves as permanent. But much of tattoo history has been burned to ash and eaten by worms. I actually don't know who wrote that, but who's willing to speak on that and what, and what it means? <laughs> I'll talk to that. I'm, I'm generally like the, the, the kind of the heavy handed romantic one when it comes to describing things. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it is, it's, a, you know, like in working tattooing for a long time, that's always, you know, so many artists, artist friends of mine who work in other mediums are always like, oh man, like, don't you get nervous doing tattoos? Cause it's, you know, like it's permanent, you know, that's forever. Like, do you, like, how do you deal with that pressure, you know, performance anxiety? Um, and, and I was like, I don't know, you know, it just feels nice. You know, like I kind of just got used to it cause that was, what I started off doing and but then as I branched out into other mediums and started gaining momentum uh you know in the fine art world 
I, I found myself like much more anxious about sending a piece to a museum collection um, than putting it on someone's arm, you know, because I'm like, that's permanent. You know what I mean? Like that's going to be in that collection. And like my grandkids might go to that museum someday and see that piece. And, and so it's like, that's the thing that like I'm going to answer for. I was like, that tattoo I just did, that that could get run over by a bus next week. You know what I mean? Like I won't, I won't have to like that. That's not my legacy. Um and so, yeah, I mean, I think and, you know, I think that's part of the beauty of tattoos is that, you know, is that a lot of times like the the narrative tattoos, the the visual language of tattoos, the symbolism is so rich and powerful because it has only served an emotional need, you know, like the, it, it wasn't permanent. So like the job of that tattoo was for that person to walk out of the shop that day and feel more like themselves, you know, just be like, Oh, I, I can run faster. I can jump higher. Like I'm more comfortable in my own skin now that I've changed it and affected it. Um, and I think that's part of like the richness of the artwork of tattoos. Um, but the medium itself, you know, it is, it only lasts as long as we do. Yeah. I think there's, there's something, you know, like as Scott was saying, the, the practice and the, the moments that we have with our clients or customers and preserving uniqueness and, and adding to individuality and to be able to spread that kind of mantra into a new level as we progress as human beings and, you know, as technology moves faster, um, like why not bring that into, you know, where we're going and using this technology as a way to further these ideas and, um, you know, that's what I initially really fell, fell in love with the idea with Scott because he's so great at taking a concept and an idea and then fleshing out a whole thing around it that makes sense and there is a path. And, um, you know, to see how it's grown from the initial idea to Josh and, like, you know, all the beautiful graphics and aesthetics and uh, the build-out of, you know, what Scab Shop is um, – it's just a great tool and a platform to see, you know, to give our customers and essentially the people that we're making art with a new way to tell the story and prolong it. Yeah, Josh, I, go ahead, Josh. No, I, well, I was just gonna, I mean, I was just gonna say, right, the ideas are so parallel, right? Rituals of permanence, like, what are digital rituals, you know, like, how do we extend ourselves online? I mean, isn't that some of what's behind nfts and why people are joining communities and hyping on projects you know so like it, it's sort of it's this exciting thing to take this art form and tradition that's been around for so long and be able to again think of like what are new rituals what are the digital rituals around this how do we create them and i think that's a lot of you know what we're excited to do i mean yes you know the nfts are, are a piece of it but there's also like rich storytelling and we're so excited to to sort of like help elevate a lot of those stories that i think often are sort of underneath the covers, but not surfaced as much, you know? So, yeah. So we're more than halfway through the episode and I'm sure many people are still curious as to exactly what Scab Shop is, now that they're caught up on your backgrounds and what has piqued your interest in NFTs. And so I'm gonna take a crack at it. As far as I can understand and know, scab shop uh, you get a scab you get a, you get a shop pass there are five thousand passes from what it appears are one of ones 
And they come with a single tattoo appointment with the artist to have it rendered to your skin. Uh, it looks like the mint price is going to be 0.1 ETH, but there's 5,000 of these. And I'm assuming there's 5,000 pieces of unique art. Is that, am I accurate here? Close. No, close. I mean, you know, okay. so yeah, so the shop passes are, are really, you know, our entry point to the community. I think for us, it was, it was really, you know, Bobby, I mean, I think we, we've talked about so many different NFT projects, right? Like, one of the interesting things about scab shop is there's this, you know, analog physical form that's sort of tied to this digital platform. And so like, that's just a very specific thing. And so we really wanted to, to sort of curate that early community with people that are interested in the culture, interested in tattooing. And so the idea of, of shop passes is sort of your gate into, you know, into the platform, into the community, into the content we're going to drop into IRL activations that we're planning. And there's a bunch of interesting stuff we're, we're working on there. Um, so, you know, we haven't talked much publicly again, we're, we're still sort of like soft out, but you know, what, what the mechanics of the NFTs are is that all of our 10 Genesis artists, as we continue to announce day by day, um, the whole, the whole concept around scab shop is one of one NFT auctions where the tattoo art itself first is auctioned and buying the NFT allows you to get an appointment with Wu or Campbell or whoever the art is from. You know, and so the, the cool part about permanence, again, in these rituals is that in deciding, you know, the, the NFT owner gets to decide whether or not they desire to even get the, the artwork applied to skin. But if they do, then there's a, a signed transaction that will sort of, you know, from Scott's hand, say this NFT has now been marked to skin and the form of the NFT will shift. And so it no longer has an appointment. And, you know, the wallet from, from the user will also be forever emblazoned on the NFT. And so that's just like a really interesting construct when you think about NFTs and how they move around secondary markets. And like, again, just part of this is experimentation. Part of this is, you know, where we're really excited on, on how that sort of shifts tattooing as an art form. Wow. <laughs> I, wow. That's, that's pretty much, but I've, I haven't heard of anything on a scale like that before and considering the roster of artists involved uh aside from Wu and scott who are two of the biggest names in the world when it comes to this uh we also have mr cartoon who was meant to join us today he couldn't make it but mr cartoon who's also a part of our collection at our bomb squad and he comes from our family as well um and so you have a, a a diverse different genres of nfts can you talk about some of the other artists who are part of the stable um sure i'll i'll take that um so there's um there's nate costeco who's a southern california artist as well and has like a really robust kind of painting and fine art practice as well um there's taddy compton who is a just her own flavor of sorceress when it comes to tattoos i mean the reason like you have heard of hand poke tattoos is because of Taddy Compton. Like she, she kind of really pioneered and, and elevated hand poke tattoos as a, as a concept. Um, there's a, a Sasha from here in LA who actually, you know, like mentioning Ukraine, she's we're we're putting a, a thing together for her drop. That'll have a big, um, you know, Ukrainian charity. Her, her family is, literally in Tijuana right now trying to figure out a way across the border um, where we're currently figuring out like how um, how to how I'm like I'm like can I can I make her grandfather one of our employees like can I can I 
can I tell the, the U.S. that he's a tattooer and hire? Anyway, well, we're we're working on a way to kind of tie her her drop into uh, into like supporting her family um, as Ukrainian refugees just trying to get away. Um, there's Andre Malcolm, who is a, a really incredible kind of traditional Japanese tattooer up in San Francisco. Who I mean, he was the first tattooer I ever knew that that. Um, that accepted Bitcoin and uh, there's Henry Lewis, another tattooer kind of OG San Francisco guy who, who's a really incredible painter. Um, Sean from Texas, um, who's his artwork. Basically it's kind of, we have a really good spectrum of people who like, there's not a lot of overlap in style. You know, they, they're all people who, you know, like I said, in the, what I was saying, woo, and a big part of his success is like, it's a special kind of tattooer that can see beyond the parameters of the medium, you know, and have kind of created their own lanes and their own voice and their own audience. And, um, you know, and help to broaden the spectrum of, of what tattoo art is. Um, I think those make exciting partners in, in this project. Yeah. And I'll add to that, Bobby. I mean, again, you know, culture before crypto, I think, you know, when, when, when you, and you've done this so extraordinarily well, right. Moving to this space with, with purpose and, you know, feeling like curating this group of, of amazing artists sort of unifying together to, to sort of put a stamp on a paradigm shift for this industry, you know, hopefully speaks volumes to, I think, you know, where everybody's heads at. So. Yeah. One thing that I, um, well, one of many things that I really love about Scab Shop and this project is, highlighting tattoo art as art there is something about culture that many people when they think of tattooing they don't necessarily classify it in the same realm as you would fine art or blue chip art or street art it it just kind of for some reason sometimes it gets classified on its own when in my opinion it's just all art and now i think that by removing it from the context of it just being on skin, um, we're going to be able to appreciate that. I, I, I don't know if that's, if that's working, if that's resonating with any of you, but I think for many who are going to be exploring Scab Shop, uh, this also might be the first way that they ever acquire or buy a, a tattoo, <laughs> you know, for those who were not really ready to adorn it to their skin but did want something permanent, um, I think it's going to open up your base even further to people who um, wanted to somehow have a piece by you that was a tattoo, um, but this is a way to do it. And it's not like a print or, or you know, something that's just manufactured. It's like actually done by you and it's still permanent, but it's on the blockchain. I don't know. There's something about that that I think is like really beautiful and distinct. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly that that paradigm shift, you know, that that we were talking about. Um, and I definitely think, you know, yeah, there's a lot of parallels to, to street art, you know. And I think, yeah, I mean, Scott and Will, you guys you can talk much much better than I can about, you know, about sort of where tattooers have sat in this whole thing. But I think that I think the parallels to street art, you know, and sort of like in the shadows, and you know, it's bloody and, it, and it's fleshy, and like there's so many pieces where I think, yeah, that conversation hasn't happened appropriately, but it is fine art, you know, and it's. You know, for, for us here, it was, 
exciting to be able to think about, you know, helping support and uplift the art form in new ways digitally that I, that I hope will speak on the level you're talking about, Bobby. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I, obviously there's, there's a couple layers to this that I'm really excited about. You know, one is just kind of deepening the, the relationship I have with my clients, you know, cause obviously there's, you know, those, the shop passes give them access to, you know, kind of a, a more intimate view and a more intimate mode of communication with me than just DMS on Instagram, you know, and, uh, and, and kind of a deeper way to, to participate in my world, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, like I'm going to, if I release, you know, five, 10 designs a month, be like, okay, these are the 10 designs that I'm, you know, making available in April as tattoos. Um, like how many of the, how many of people who, you know, get those, those designs will ever come get them tattooed? Like, is it, is it more special to them if it's untattooed? Um, you know, like it, it's, there's definitely, you know, there's a, there's a community of people who, you know, for religious reasons, for cultural reasons, you know, don't, um, would never come into a tattoo shop, but still want to participate in our world. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, the, a new way of meeting clients, like Scott said, and, and I've been doing this for a long time, not longer than Scott or Toons, but feels like a long time. And as I'm ready to explore new ways of just being a creative and how I run my business and my interests, I feel like this is important for me too, to kind of breathe a different way uh, of meeting people that have supported me and that I'm very grateful for. Um, for me specifically, it's interesting because a lot of my work is collaborative. A lot of the tattoos I make are from the client's request. Whereas this is a, a new way for me to put out what I'm doing, what I like design wise and art and to see who's going to bid on that or who's, you know, as Scott said, like who's going to keep it and collect it and, and hold it. So it's very fresh for me and it's, it's new and it's kind of invigorating as an artist to, kind of put yourself out there in a different way. And, you know, this is a very interesting way of having a transactional relationship. And, you know, as cold and, and plain as transactions can be, they're so personal and they fuel so many things on both sides. So this is, I'm very excited to see how this works out and how this all shakes out. And as we are still so early in, in this whole thing, um, it's quite exciting to see like where it can take us. There's a piece of NFTs that I feel is often being overlooked, if not neglected. And I think it is going to be one of the primary drivers that is going to see this space uh, for longevity purposes. And that's the social club aspect of it or the access to a social club. Um, and that's a utility that, I believe very, very few projects can offer in a meaningful way and in a way that people are necessarily going to want just because there aren't many established social clubs that we even want access to or know to get to, to want to get into. And one of those realms to me is the tattoo space. You know, we've had I, I, all the time people hit me up and they're like, yo, like, you know, Wu, can I get a tattoo? Can you get me an appointment with him? I'm like, 
bro, like that's not how it works. Like <laughs> there are so many levels to this. It is so hard to even get on the list and to make it through the list and then let alone to have the funds and the access, like stars have to align, um, especially with the more established artists in order for you to get work done by them. And the fact that Scab Shop is being developed and curated as more or less a social club to me, I think is one of the most appealing parts of the entire project. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you, if anyone wants to speak to that, but I think it is yeah. a really compelling point. I'll, I'll jump in there. I mean, Scott started by saying Ian Rogers, you know, I told you cathedral story with FWB and Scott's also in friends with benefits, the name friends with benefits, right? I mean, in the web three world, that, that is, that is exactly what you're talking about. Right. And, and FWB success has come from, from curating that community of friends that, that like literally like we, you know, we built Rumford's, you know, site. They were homies from FWB's community too. And like, you just, like the internet all of a sudden is a fun place where inside of inclusive, exclusive communities, you can be truly yourself again, meet people that you actually want to kick it with, you know, and build real relationships. And like Scab Shop is kind of, you know, if you want like a V2 of that coming from, you know, a lot of us met each other and learned about each other in FWB. So it's like, you know, we're seeing that in real life and it's, it's definitely a beautiful thing and a piece of what we're trying to, trying to bring to Scab Shop. And that's, so, I mean, I'm really excited about it because it, it gives me a direct line with like my super fans, you know, like, like once I kind of have, you know, a, a number of those artworks out there in the world, I can, you know, I can reach out. I could like, I can send out a newsletter just to people who have purchased my NFTs and be like, Hey guys, I'm like, you know, I'm making this print edition or I'm doing this event, you know, it's a, it, it's a way to kind of, you know, cause now like the only, the whole tattoo industry is, is on Instagram, you know? And so like, if you want to say anything, you have to say it to hundreds of thousands of people, you know, there's no intimacy to it. And so I'm excited to have a more, you know, intimate channel with, a, you know, like a smaller group of people who follow me, but I know they're the ones that are like genuinely interested in what I'm doing. Um, so I'm like that, like you said, like that, that access and that intimacy and that, that community is, is a huge part of it. You guys, when is Scab Shop dropping? Yeah. So, you know, March 11th is the public mint, uh, shop pass. Um, and, and we're still not giving up the, the first art, but it'll, you know, it'll be sometime, sometime after that, we're, we've got a lot of exciting stuff. I'm excited to start revealing some of the visuals as well of, of sort of season one NFTs because we're doing some pretty interesting stuff. Again, like thinking about what do tattoos look like in the digital space, you know? But yeah, 311 uh, is public meant for the shop passes. And you guys are doing something at South by, am I right? Maybe. Is, Should I not have said that? <laughs> no, no, Should no, I fine. something? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Nothing's officially. We'll be down there. We'll be down there, and I think uh, okay. yeah, hopefully doing some dope, some dope stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to bring up as we're winding down here, my my best buddy Betty, as I've been referring to her lately, Betty with the Dead Fellas, who is um, a real thought leader in our space, and also just such an influential, powerful figure and big tattoo advocate endorser. Um, but uh, I just I kind of wanted to pick her brain on, on what she thought of all this as well. And Josh, I feel like I think you and Betty have been speaking lately as um, as of re recently, if that's right. Yeah, we have. Excited to dig deeper. 
Betty, let's see if we can get her up here. So Betty hasn't been updating her Twitter, her Twitter at all, I think, for for reasons. But um, she might not be able to join. Let's try, and my co-host can try to get her up here as well. Okay, there she is, Betty. Betty. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hey. How are you? How are you? Good. Thanks for bringing. You've been hey. listening. You're in the room and you're listening the whole time. Yeah. And uh, I know you're sympathetic to both NFTs and tattoos, and you're well familiar with our guests up on stage. And I just wanted to, just real quick, like, what what were your thoughts about it, and how is Scab Shop sounding to you? It sounds like a dream come true, honestly. Like, Psych and I are such tattoo fans. With we are covered in tattoos, and uh, we love everything about them. And I've always like. Ever since we entered NFTs, we've always discussed like this is just so perfect for tattoos. Like they go so well together. Like how you guys were talking about their the rituals of permanence and playing with the idea of that in the digital realm. Like it really makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I'm a big fan of everyone here, but actually mostly freaking out about um, Tati Compton. I've been a big fan of hers for years. Obviously, I've never I've never managed to. Um, sit in her chair so far but um i hope to in the future so yeah I'm, I'm just really stoked i think that it's such a cool idea such a cool concept um like you were saying the the way that appointments work in the tattoo um world is is so difficult and on such a big platform like a lot of my good friends are tattoo artists as well and i see how they have to deal with that so i think that this more intimate um thing is a, a great opportunity as well i love it and it's nice to be here thanks Betty. So, go ahead to hear your voice no i was just say good to hear good to hear your voice you know thanks email emails don't do it fully justice that's all <laughs> no no they don't um yeah so i only have a few minutes because i have to go on another space i was gonna say you have your own space right right after this yeah i do yeah yeah i actually so everyone, upgraded, upgraded yeah. twitter for uh, so i don't get rugged and i lost my hundred you and lost your hexagon stupid goddamn heart look at this where's my <laughs> my hundred has gone <laughs> The, your your hundred is gone and your hexagon is gone. Yeah, I, your hexagon. I moved. Yeah, I moved. Uh, <laughs> I moved my Betty into a, a different ledger, and and so I need to like change that. <laughs> I need to like reconfigure that. It's a whole thing. I know. I'm not hexagon. All right. Well, everyone, everyone, follow Betty into the next space as soon as we're done here. Thanks, Betty, for for joining us on stage real fast. Thank you. Um, Okay, everyone, I wanted to remind you one final time before we go, there is a POAP. There's a free POAP. It's a free NFT for joining the room. It can be your first. It can be your thousandth. Uh, but the word for it is, Sandy, you can join in or I'll just say it. It's INK, right? I-N-K. And uh, go ahead, Sandy. I was going to say you're correct. It's INK. <laughs> Fill it out, everyone. And, and you follow the link at the top, right? Yep, and I moved it to the very, very front. It's convenient for everyone. Don't forget, okay. it's ink. Yeah, get that because um, I feel like today's room was really special, legendary for many reasons. We, we've been getting so many requests to do to guest on Bond Talk, and there's a plethora of projects that are entering the space. 
Um, and so we're being highly curative and selective about who we're letting in the doors and, and, you know, sitting down in front of you because everyone's time is precious. And there's just so many projects to filter through right now. Uh, but I really believe in this one for all of the reasons stated above, right? The social club aspect is huge. You're walking to a space, also a group, a project with people who have established reputations. These are entirely doxxed. Uh, well-renowned, world-renowned artists uh, who've built really solid reputations and careers for many years. And so these aren't just some random artists that have popped up that you've never heard of and are just going to pull a cash grab and run um, as we've now just become blind, like just numb and accustomed to over the last several months. This is like a project that's meant for... Um, substantive reasons and it has a lot of purpose and utility in my opinion and i and i just love the aspect of it that it's it's just great art and you know it's going to be some of the best art in the world um in comparison to many of the other projects going on one last thing i was going to ask you guys was and it's something i actually didn't know real know myself is is this how many nft projects have you done uh in your career and um or it or is this your first and do you have any more nft projects in the future yeah um, Scott, i'll jump in first. Yeah. yeah i mean um this is this will be my first um i've been saving my virginity for this one um <laughs> woo's, woo's, a, woo's, woo's a little more experienced than i am He's he's uh, he's dipped his toe in there. I let him tell you, but he's done some really <laughs> amazing stuff. Yeah, I, I, I've I've been you know trying. Uh, I, I've been uh, involved a little bit with uh, some different aspects of the creative arms that I do, um, but this one is fully based around who I am as a tattoo artist. And if if you want to get at me in that world, this is the only way through Scab Shop. But all the other the other NFTs are a little some fun, you know, more art projects that I've been working on. Yeah, <clears throat> we've been we've been doing a lot of building in Web three, and this is you know really first full full uh, you know full NFT project in partnership. We're we're also lucky to be deep in music, as I mentioned. We we work with an artist, Jaguar Twin, and so we're deep in a bunch of interesting Web three mechanics on on rethinking the music space as well. It's just like. Yeah, all of this is just feels like a great opportunity to to tell stories, you know, and just so that's that's what it's all about for us here. But so stoked to be doing it with these guys. Well, thank you guys so much for joining today. That's Scab Shop, everyone. Please follow them on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow our guests, Josh, Scott, Wu, um, who are up here. Please follow them everywhere. Um, one last thing I was going to just note about the project is in order for this space to thrive and to exist and for it to really hum, it needs to be rooted in substantive culture. We need healthy culture rooting this and, and being the foundation for NFTs and for Web3. And um, you're, you're looking at the, the leaders of culture, the culture purveyors, the individuals who have forged really, really rich networks and histories in the work that they do in tattooing and in art. And so um, we, we want to warmly embrace them in this space and tell as many people about this project as possible. And uh, that's it for now. Grab that Poe app.
thanks to you all for being up on stage. I really appreciate it. Honestly, you guys are so busy. Thank like, you so much. Are you kidding me? Loved being yeah. here. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you. Thank Love you, Bobby. Love you guys so much. There's really no one busier that I can, I can ever think of than my tattoo friends. Like, they just never have time. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the busiest people in the world. Um, but uh, I really appreciate you guys. And we'll see everyone next week. Jump into Betty's space. I think it's with Jake uh, and MetaLink. I think. Um, and I'll see you over there. And have a good night. Okay. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Uh, thank you. Bye.